The following is a presentation of Pod Media Works. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Totally Rad Movie Podcast, where we sit around, talk about the movies from the 80s and 90s that brought us great joy, and that we need to bring again, and that Larry probably actually hasn't seen. I'm Scott. Hey, it's Larry. And this week, we have a, I'm going to say a special episode, because I used to watch this movie a lot. I, I say that, I think, every time. So I think it's it, it loses a little bit of its special uh, nature. But we have a, a, a great, awful, awful movie for you guys this year, which is oh, Mom uh, and Dad Save the World yeah. from uh, 1992. So I, I think if I'm doing my math right, I'm about seven or eight there when this movie came out. So, yeah, oldie but not a goodie. Uh, but let's go into it. So, Larry, I know for a fact you have not seen this movie before. No, I uh, I honestly didn't even know that it existed uh, until recently. So, um, right, I didn't. I don't remember a poster for it. I don't remember a trailer. I, I don't remember anything about this movie. I don't remember seeing it at Blockbuster, like on the shelf. Like, oh, it it was at Blockbuster. Oh, I'm sure I got it was, some, yeah. as part of some of the the movie knowledge I'll be dropping on it. I right. got. I know how much like. I got some stats for this movie that, that right. we'll need to, to share. And I can I went and looked and confirmed some of these. But so trying for one of my favorite parts, because you'd only seen it once recently, right? As yeah, today. probably today. today. Uh, as I rewatched it for the first time and probably since 1992. Uh, so didn't remember a whole lot of it. So Larry, I'm putting you on the spot here. It is your turn to tell us the story of mom and dad save the world. <laughs> um, okay, so, wow. Uh, so mom and dad save the world, right? It is about a mom and dad who saved the world. Um, but anyway, so right, the mom and dad are go- from Earth, obviously. Uh, they are going on a getaway vacation, right? They're leaving the kids behind, going to, I think it was Santa Barbara, California, um, getting away for the weekend. And as they're doing so, Right. Uh, They basically get abducted by these aliens. Um, But the aliens are from this planet full of idiots. And Emperor Todd Spangler, he's going to blow up Earth. Spangler, Spago. Spago. Oh, where did Spangler come from? Uh, Emperor Todd. I was watching a different movie. Todd Spago. uh, He's going to blow up the Earth for some reason. Um, But as he's he's spying on us, right, and looking to see what Earth has to offer, uh, Todd Spango, uh, he sees... Marge, the mom of this family, and decides that she is the most beautiful thing in the universe, and he has to have her. So as they are going away on their get getaway, right? Like I said, they get abducted uh, and go up to this planet, and then just kind of chaos ensues. Uh, I think the main the main thing you need to know about this planet is it. They say it over and over and over again. It's a planet of idiots. So mm-hmm. kind of the bad guys uh, aren't very uh, aren't very smart. Uh, they don't have their stuff together. They basically are just They're morons f- the entire time, do dumb stuff. Very easily tricked, as yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. say. Yeah, right. Very easily tricked. So uh, Emperor Todd Spango wants to marry Marge. Uh, her husband, Dick, 
is there and right he basically gets locked up goes on his whole crazy adventure in order to get back and save marge and then in turn save the planet by stopping the the death ray that uh the emperor has that he wants to use to blow up earth that's basically it so so the entire movie centers around a planet with a inferiority complex right They, they the only other planet they know that has life on it is earth and it's much bigger than planet spengo which he named todd named after himself and uh that's why he wants to blow his whole idea for blowing it up is it's just he wants to be the biggest and the best planet with 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 life on it right so it's it's basically a tiny wiener joke right like a whole yeah you're over overcompensating like the entire movie was written around a penis joke which I thought works, I guess. <laughs> for it. Like, I guess no, for 1982. No you know what I thought this is? This was their attempt at a live action Marvin the Martian, but they couldn't get the rights to it. So they're like, you know what? Let's just let's just roll with, you know, you know who we could get on board? Terry Gar and Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Who's Jeffrey Long. Jones? Jeffrey he, Jones is he's the uh, dad in he's this. He's the dad in this. He plays the principal on Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah. Uh, he's the bad guy that gets taken over by aliens and Howard the Duck. Uh, I think Ferris Bueller is where I remember. You, you, everyone knows Jeffrey most, Jones yeah. from Ferris Bueller. How did he get to be like the star of this movie? Though? I have no idea. He's like not really. A, no, I mean, no offense. He's not exactly leading man material, but somehow he got uh, cast as the. The hero yeah. in Mom and Dad Save the World. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's the dad from Beetlejuice, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Beetlejuice, so, another movie we've watched on the Totally Red Movie Podcast. Did you see that those twins, uh, th- those twins from the Gremlins who are like in the scientists in the lab, they are also in this movie as well. As, as we twins. just watched Gremlins, too. Yes. We always, there's always that weird, like, degrees of Kevin Bacon that, that we kind of find yeah. in this one. I think this one is one movie almost always inadvertently relates back yeah, to right. one it's of not, the other ones. It's not, it's not, we watched Top Gun with Tom Cruise. It's, you know, and then Tom Cruise is the next one. It's the random guy, like kitchen yeah. staff member number three, like, Oh, yeah. he's in this next movie. And it's this always one. super random. You never even realize. So exactly. yeah, this one had those weird twins guys. They the weird up again. twins who've been in like eight movies. Uh, and we yeah. happen to pick two of their eight. Yeah, pretty crazy so back to back uh, back to back so yeah Big fans so so we got to discuss this movie and okay it's i'm just bad. gonna i'm just gonna start with it it was it's not good it's it is not good so so um, let, let's drop a couple little bit couple bits of, of trivia here so this movie sat on the shelf for a couple years before it was okay. ever released right it was filmed in 1990 released in 1992 so they knew they had a stinker on board, right? They 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 waited for it. Uh, here's here's the most random trivet thing. This is the movie that got John Lovitz, who plays Todd Spango, the main bad guy, off of SNL. Oh, the okay. shooting schedule for this was set for I think the summer. Uh, but then it ended up getting pushed back and would overlap with that season of SNL when it started by like a two or three weeks. And Lauren uh, Michaels, right? The guy from SNL was like, yeah. you're not doing both. Like, I'm not, you can't overlap or whatever. Pick one. And John Lovitz picked the movie. 
over SNL. And so his the movie that basically got him off of SNL yeah, right. he is, chose... is this movie, Mom and Dad Save the World. Well, I don't now, know if that was a good career decision. It, but... it was not. Uh, it was it, it was in theaters. Okay. But it was a complete bomb, like critically just panned. So that's why I never even heard yep. it, right? It, like I was it, a kid in yeah. 1992. I didn't even know this this existed. When it opened, it was only opened in 904 theaters and grossed less oh, than a million dollars, $980,000. Ouch. The following weekend, that dropped by 70%. So they, they got a rough gross of about $2 million and pulled the movie from theaters, went straight to video, right? Yeah. Made on a budget of fourteen million, so they lost Ouch. a lot of money on this movie. <laughs> like this is this is one of, I think the biggest. It's a it's a toss up for biggest bomb between this and Theodore Rex that we've talked about. Yeah, it does remind me a little bit of Theodore Rex. Sure. Like it's it's uh, it's a bit ridiculous. It was. Um, I think. That, what do you think the budget was though? Because one of the things I noticed is there was a lot of like practical effects like they built a lot of very elaborate sets that were not really good quality even for no. 1992 they but they 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 looked like they took a lot of time and were probably really expensive to create uh there's like a death car and like a trojan horse like yeah. of spango like there's a lot of like things that they built for this that probably cost a ton of money like, yeah that was the one thing that really stood out, stood out to me is i'm like like I don't know, like the sets and stuff were were pretty cool. It's got a Star Warsy kind of feel to it at times, but yeah. like low budget Star Wars. Yeah, it kind of was right. Certain things, like you could tell that like the guns were made of rubber foam because they would move and yeah. they would like the barrels would like bounce. Yeah. Uh, at one at one scene, uh, Earth Dick, right, played by uh, Jeffrey Jones, yes. is Earth, uh, Earth Dick. Earth Dick is. Uh, he goes into jail and he's, he's supposed to shake the jail cell. And you could tell that I think it's just made out of like painted foam. Uh, Cause it's like, he's like bending the bars when he's shaking it. Like it was, it yeah, was. That's, that's a really fact. good example. Like I said, right. Like, right. Like, somebody took the time to make this stuff, but yeah, they didn't have, they didn't spend money to do like metal bars. Yeah. So, <laughs> So you, crafts. You, paper mache, paper mache, a lot of paper mache and some other yeah. stuff was, was yeah. used in here. So we got to let, let's talk about it because you bring up the fact that everyone on the planet is is dumb. Yes, um, which I think is the crux of the movie that let, lets us go right. It's an average mom, average dad. How are they going to save the world? Well, everyone they encounter is an absolute moron. Yep. Right. Like, and they mentioned that at least five or six times. Five or six times, and they highlight a couple of things like. The enemy, the, the the rebels that are the good guys dress as birds, right? Because they're like, oh, we're yeah. going to put on these bird helmets so that the enemies think that we're just birds and we're not people. And then <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, Earth Dick, asked the question, do you have birds that size on your planet? And they're like, no. <laughs> and he's like, then why would they think you're a bird? Yeah, so they all took off the bird head. Yeah, like bird heads. By speaking pig Latin, he tells them in pig. Oh, Latin, is that what it was? I didn't special. even catch that. Yeah, he thinks that he's being sneaky. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's just lots of very dumb things. Like, well, the bird heads come up after we're introduced to two species, like the fish face people, 
Yeah. And the Bulldogs. <laughs> the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. Random. Like kinda of, again, a little Star Warsy. Like, right? Like you're you're making aliens out of like recognizable things, but uh like the fish face the fish face people were the girls and the bulldogs were the boys, and at least one bulldog married a fish face. And had like a that was, and had a fish and bulldog child. Yes, because right. we see the family picture. Yep. Um yeah, like that was weird. And the masks just specifically for the fish ones were really like rubbery and weird looking, but the, the they don't speak were, English. It was the dog weird. ones were really creepy because you have the you could see the actor's eyes, but yeah, then like yes. in there like they, they built it so that they could see their actual eyes. It wasn't like fake ones. Yeah. But then like it had a protruding bulldog animatronic mouth. Oh, you know, like so it was weird. The this the Everything about the movie was just—it's just cheesy. Like those are the only those are the only aliens you get, really. Well, there's there's the mushroom people that are like in the garbage chute. Yeah, because that reminded me again of Star Wars when uh, Dick uh, and then later Spango at the end ends up going through this like garbage chute to get into this uh, like swampy kind of area, very similar to the garbage compactor in uh, A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of knockoff. uh, things on here. Uh, Manny says cheesy good, just cheesy. Mm. It's not not cheesy good. Very it's not really good. Bad. I very much enjoy this movie. Like the main character Dick is kind of annoying because he always is bitching about his back and uh, like his hair his, changes. His, he's bald and he has a variety of wigs and facial hair and yeah, it's just it's that goofy but not kind of supposed to be funny but not really funny. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really weird stuff. And some of the, the things are like, some of the lines don't make sense in it. Like at one point Spango is right in front of the mirror and he has this big paunch belly out, right? Fatty. And he's like, mm, fatty or whatever. And you're like, like, what was that entire scene about? And then he does push-ups. He does two. Right? Yeah. And the guy push-ups. walks in and he's like, close your eyes. And he's like 50. Yeah gets to 50 what? uh so it's just it's it's it was not good no. i'm just saying like i don't i don't recommend this one like i do re- <laughs> okay scratch this i say i this is a movie that i, I recommend because it's cl- it's it's if you said name a movie that is completely 1992 yeah th- this one kind of fits that bill uh, but I, I don't don't go into it thinking you're going to get anything anything good out of it. Um, so let's go in. I want to do our kind of shtick here. So I, let's get into the to the the moments that we really liked right. and that we really don't. We call them the totally rad and the totally bogus moment. I, let's start with the totally rad because I, I at least have a totally rad for the movie. <laughs> okay. So let's do that. Like totally rad, Larry. What is your totally rad movie? Okay, so you it sounds like you struggled with this a little bit too. Uh, I struggled with both a totally rad and totally bogus moment. But for my totally rad moment, uh, I kind of just talked about it a little bit. There's a scene where Spango uh, is getting ready, I think, for the wedding. And he asked the twins, uh, who, who I talked about before too, uh, if, if he should go with uh, mutton chop sideburns or a goatee. And they ha- has them pick. They pick wrong. So, he, so the... So he has them shoot himself in the head. And then the next twin picks uh, the mutton chops again and p- 
picks very wrong and shoots very, himself in the head. Very enthusiastically. He's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, yeah, he like, hesitates for a second. He's like, mutton chops. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, even though my brother just did it and had to shoot himself in the head. Yeah. But if you, see, was... if you see later in the movie, he is wearing the mutton chops. Yeah, he was. Like, so he, he does put oh, them yeah, on. I wrote it. I actually wrote it down when I was watching it earlier today, too. Right. So he he after he has them both shoot themselves in the head, he kind of looks at the mutton chops again. He's like, you know, they have a good point. <laughs> so he clearly liked the bunch chops. Like I just, it, it was kind of funny. Yeah, that it's, was one of the, the best few, kind of funny few moments. So, so I will say this: John Lovitz does make this movie. It yeah. would not be without him, his comedic style or whatever, as Emperor Spengo. It would never. I don't know another actor that could have fit in that to be no, right. Prob- probably like, not. Like no. that. That definitely is. So sidetrack. John, John Lovitz side, movie. Side, side tangent real quick. What you mentioned SNL for, for John Lovitz. What what do you know John Lovitz from most? Like when you think of John Lovitz, what what like series or movie or whatever comes to Did, mind? So so to to be fair for me, it's the so wedding this? singer. Oh the wedding singer? Okay. It's the all wedding right. singer when he's like, he's losing his mind and I'm reaping all the benefits yeah. outside of SNL. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. It was the wedding singers, the the my go to John Lovitz movie. I thought he because I looked him up on IMDb, at, you know, while I was watching this, and I, I thought he would have starred in more things than he no. really didn't. Uh, Ed Ed got mine. Uh, oops, I, I clicked on the wrong thing because <laughs> um, Manny commented before I could click on it. Uh, so Ed says he the thinks critic. of the critic. Yeah, that's that's what I think of too. Um, possibly because there was that Simpsons crossover episode where where uh, the critic showed up on the Simpsons for that film festival. Um, and he also voiced uh, several characters on The Simpsons, including Artie Zift and the guy who does the streetcar uh, musical with Marge and stuff too, which is a really good episode. So yeah, it's kind of the two cartoons is where I go. But I, I thought there was like another movie or something that I knew him from like as a starring role, but not really. This is kind of a, no, as good as it like, gets. He's, I mean, he's in a bunch of movies, you know, Jumpin' Jack yeah. Flash, Three Amigos. Like he's in quite a few movies. TV yeah. shows, but, but like, like side character, side characters. Star, He's never yeah. really a leading person. I think uh, wasn't he in uh, Rat Race, one of the racers in that movie? So kind of a big. Oh yeah, yeah, he was uh, in Rat Race too. Uh, but that was a huge cast. <laughs> that was a huge cast, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's mostly a lot of TV. Like I think he was much more of a. He a, was in news radio too, right? Didn't he replace Phil Hartman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I guess that's yeah. another pretty big one. But to me, that was like I wasn't watching news radio by the time he was on. Yeah, but whatever. Anyway, so, all right. So, so sidetrack. What, so what is your what is your totally red moment? Uh, it's, it's the light grenade. Uh, interesting. All so, right. so the, the, yeah. the, there's a scene where they have a thing. It's called the light grenade, and it's a basically you pull the pin on this grenade, you set it down, and anybody who picks it up is instantly vaporized, and. Uh, the character Dick yeah. looks at it and says, "Like, why would anyone fall for this? Then, right? Like, this is this is ridiculous. No one would do it." And the character points out that on one side of the grenade it says, "Pick me up," and it's like, "Oh, it's devious or whatever." And so you don't think it's going to work, but he he makes a fake body right in a sleeping bag to trick these soldiers and uses that for the head. And they, one guy, he's like, oh, his head's a light grenade. It picks it up and gets vaporized. The next guy is like, everyone be careful. There's a light grenade down here. And they're like, where? And he picks it up to show them and gets vaporized. And then it, it happens comes, like 20 times. And then it comes back and it shows all these people going, hmm, 
pick me up. And they all pick up this thing and zap. And one guy, the last guy at the end calls and he's like, we're going to need reinforcements. And like, for whatever reason, it just, it makes me chuckle every time. The light grenade scene does get me to chuckle just because it's the utterly ridiculousness of just a single sentence on yeah. this grenade kills and when, like 20 people. Remember when, when Dick places it on like the beds uh, yeah. right, it's the, it's the spot where that he chooses to try to trick them. He's like, "We'll just see. We'll see how big of idiots these guys actually are." And he was right. <laughs> right, it worked. Like, it he worked. killed twenty. He killed twenty people. Yeah, with with a single single grenade. So, yeah. all right. So those were the the totally the totally rad moves. I'm pretty yeah. sure those are the only. Uh, it was totally rad. It was rough. I mean, like the dog people were kind of cool, and yeah. the fish people were kind of cool, but they didn't really do anything. Like, no, they just kind of around. Yeah, they're just there. So, All right, so, so we have the, the good stuff. Let's go to the bad. Ugh, totally bogus. And, and for, for the sake of this one, because I could, if I if we had this in the rules, the whole movie would be the totally yeah, bogus well. moment. But we've, we've stricken that as a possibility for the rules. So I need you to come up with a specific scene that you think is the totally right. bogus moment. I got I got something for you. Something that's never happened before because your totally rad moment is my totally bogus moment. <laughs> I, I I wrote down the, the light grenades as my totally bogus moment just because it's just so stupid and it's so prolonged because they like like there's 20 people in that crowd and they show like five or six of them dying. Like it's it, it dragged on just a little bit too long for me. Like I get the joke, I get how dumb they are, I get that they're vaporized. You could have accomplished the same thing showing like two people vaporized and then the pile of bodies. So yeah. that one got my and the guy calling moment. for and the guy yeah, calling would have been, for reinforcements. That would have been fine. It, it would it could have been made a little bit bit better. Yeah, trimmed it up it, a little bit, but whatever. Okay, it, it it amplifies the the ridiculousness of of the the movie yeah now now, here's where i i really struggled on this one uh the beginning when they get abducted i think is the thing that that okay gets me the first time only because the car starts shaking and of course dick is first mad about going to a mechanic versus taking it to the <laughs> yeah. dealer. And he's like, Oh, the car or whatever. Yeah, and the then shocks. they like, he and then the they just, a couple times. so, so all it is, is, is they use like a, a magnet to specifically grab this car and drag it out of the, the, the universe. So it's a car just floating in space. So like, I don't think that's how it works. Then when he hits the magnet, he's like, Oh, that's going to ruin the front end. Like yeah. you're not really that concerned about the fact that they're getting abducted through space. No. Like that does like he's more concerned with the damage that's done to the front end of his vehicle. And that's, that's a good one. Well, just fun. that whole scene too, because right there they're flying through space in their station wagon. In the station wagon. Because that's practical, right? Like yeah. no no enclosure. It's just a normal, you know, nineteen ninety station wagon. And the wife, right, is uh going through and you know, Marge is just taking photos with her camera because yeah. she's a she's a, a, a photophile, right? She's taking photos of everything. She's like, I'm gonna take a picture with you by Saturn. Yeah. And it's like she was uh sitting right? in your car. If 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 this was in 2021, right, she'd be all about Instagram and, yeah, and selfies. Really yeah. Yeah. But it, it's that thing of like you get it. It's just such a ridiculous way. Like, there's just a big magnet that pulls them in. And then how do they fix it at the end? They reverse the magnet and it shoots them right back to where they, they landed from. Um, yeah, it's, it's just... We're watching us like, why would anybody think that 
(laughs) Why would anybody want Marge as as like the the most beautiful woman in the world? Because you know, you know who else is on that planet? Kathy Ireland. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. So Spango chooses Marge over Kathy Ireland. Yeah. I'm not sure why. I don't even know what she was doing in this movie. She's one of the cast offs, right? That went uh, with the the brother, was she? She might have even been the sister. She's she's uh, the, she the original sister? the original king's uh, yeah. daughter daughter, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is also uh, in love with uh, the yeah. Wallace Shawn, who is famous for the uh, uh, Princess Bride fame. Oh, right? that's right. The, I think uh, of uh, I think of the blackjack dealer from Vegas Vacation. Yeah. But you're right. Yes, he was in yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah, he's he's Vizzini in the one you know the guy that's like I poison like mm-hmm, the yeah. the whole poison cup guy. Yeah. She, she Kathy Ireland is in love with him. Yeah, that was in this good. this whole thing. So yeah, it is quite quite ridiculous. And but yeah, it's I don't like this movie. It's I thought I, I thought this one would actually be better <sighs> than it was. It makes sense why it only made. Uh, you know, $2 million though. Yeah. And then nobody saw it. Um, no, no. You know, you know what I was surprised about, like from the poster, from like seeing the title, right. And clicking on it on HBO max. Cause it is available for free on HBO max. Um, I thought this was going to be like a family movie. Like the whole family went to space and yeah. you know, the kids Just, helped save the world, but no, the kids, kids aren't even part of this movie. Yeah, and the kids yeah. are, we talked about this briefly before we started. The kids were like, semi-popular stars too right the kid from uh kid from salute your shorts yeah one of the kids danny Danny cooksey so from uh the redhead bobby from salute your shorts also if you don't watch that movie uh john's best friend uh in terminator t2 right is uh is the kid that plays the uh the son in this one around the same time i think these came out like because wasn't Terminator 2, like, 1991, Probably, 93, somewhere in there? Yeah. So yeah. this would have been... It was filmed a few years before for Terminator. So, uh, yeah, that kid, you have... Uh, yeah, you would brought this one. Michael Stoyanov. I had to look oh, him totally up. totally Carl, the boyfriend of their daughter, who was a, the kid from uh, Blossom. Blossom. He's, the other, he's the other brother from Blossom. Yeah. So I'm like, I recognized him too. Like I haven't thought about Blossom in a very long time. Right. Yeah. We, we know that, uh, right. Blossom had uh, Joey Lawrence as a brother, but the other brother was that, that guy. Well, this guy. And he plays the, the boyfriend the who's boyfriend, in too. the beginning scene. Right. And that's, yeah, that's and the end scene. And that's it. Like, yeah. He's got a couple lines. And yeah, I really thought that like, it was going to be more of a family kind of thing. Not just mom and dad literally leave the planet. Cause the kids don't even really know that mom and dad saved the world. They get to see the, the slides when they come back of dad doing the, the, <laughs> the Instagram picture with Saturn and, and yeah. meeting up with the, the dog people. But I, I don't the think they understood stuff. it or, or got it. So yeah, exactly. So it was a weird premise. It's it's tough. So all right, so let's get into ratings. Oh, this is going to be way out of five. Out of five. Out of five. Five being the best. Five being the best. One being the worst. Can't go below one. I think we gave a half at one point, so I'll still accept that. But can't go. We're not going below. We're not going into more fractions than that. I give this movie a one. What 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 do you say, Larry? Yeah, easy one. It was it was it was pretty bad. 
you know, slightly it wasn't, better than Theodore Rex, but not by much. Slightly better than Theodore Rex, but yeah, it's it's right there with it, man. I could even I could even make a case for Theodore Rex being better because I'm still, I'm still cause claiming, at least it had Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. But. Yeah, yeah, th- I'm still saying that one's the worst that we've seen so far. But this is yeah. definitely coming in as as a very very strong second place contender for worst movie. Yeah, and it, it definitely doesn't hold up, but I don't think it was even good. Like it clearly wasn't, it wasn't good, good in, in the nineties yeah. either. So it there's, uh there's no. no cult following for this movie. It's no. just seen as bad. I, I picked that one because I saw it yeah on HBO Max. I was like, I remember that movie. We're gonna watch it and I forgot how bad it was. It's pretty bad dude. Thanks. Thanks for so, thanks for so taking the hour and a half of my life that yeah. I'll never get back. <laughs> so uh I know we talked about what we were going to watch next, but I don't remember. I, I, do you sadly, remember? I sadly do not. I know that, uh, I believe it was something I used to be like that we were going to bring Jeremy on for. So oh, next, yeah. next time we might have a guest, we'll right. coordinate. We'll just keep watch of, of Twitter. When we figure out what next movie's up, uh, we'll let, let you know. I'm coming at you probably either on a, a Wednesday or Sunday, as it's been kind of the tradition, depending yeah. on what our schedule's like. Yeah, um, Manny asked. We're, yeah. We're, 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 well, Thursday. Actually, we usually do Thursdays or Sunday. Just yeah. happened to be Wednesday this week. There's, I, we, there's had no rules. we had to yeah, push it. We had to push today because I, I, yeah, getting my 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 Kobe poke, and I'm like, I, I don't want to <laughs> be on on air the day I get. You're my, probably my shot, not so. going to feel 100 percent tomorrow no. uh, or the so. next day. So yeah, it's yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Uh, and, right, and, there's there's no rules for the Totally Red Movie Podcast. The only rule is that it's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. So Larry. I think it's time to do your thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like Scott said, if you want to know what we're going to talk about next, you should follow us uh, on Instagram totally and Twitter focused. at Totally Rad Pod. Uh, it's a good follow. Follow the STS guys too, because if you didn't know, Scott and I have a the main show. Uh, it's going to be a really good episode this Saturday, live on Twitch, eight PM Pacific. Uh, we got a huge announcement. I uh, should probably tune in to find out what that's going to be. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you guys for hanging out and we will probably be back in a week or two. Maybe there's no rules. We do what we want. We, 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 we're kind of, we're winging it here. Uh, it's the, the, yeah, the, the totally Movie podcast is the ultimate winging it thing. Um, like I said, it's, it's not dead yet. We're still going, man. We'll be back in a week or two. So that, that works. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take some more movie suggestions once we run out. I have a few. I know we had a good one. We, we just got to go back. One and and we, I got a couple in my pocket uh, that I found on HBO that, that we can, can throw on there. Um, and we can stick with the aliens theme. Earth girls are easy is on that list. I know Larry, you probably haven't seen that one. I have uh, So I will, we'll talk. Yeah. So with that, For this week's episode of the Totally Rad Movie Podcast, I am Scott. Hey, hey, it's Larry. And everybody, have a good night. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Okay, bye. Well, that was fun, I guess.